0: Namaste everyone, I am Tanya Pandey and I welcome you to today's episode of Courts This Week on Live Law. Every week I bring to you top updates from different courts across India. Subscribe to Live Law to find out about all the latest legal developments and click the bell icon to not miss any videos from us. In today's episode we'll cover judgments from the last week of May. The Supreme Court on 26th May allowed petitions filed by the Serious Fraud Investigation Office SFIO, challenging the Delhi High Court order, staying the investigation against Sahara Group Companies. A vacation bench, Justices D.Y. Chandrachur and Bela M. Trivedi observed that stalling of the investigation at the interim stage was unwarranted. The bench also requested the High Court to dispose of the writ petitions filed by Sahara Companies, challenging the SFIO probe at the earliest, preferably within a period of two months following the reopening after summer recess. However, it was clarified that the order will have no bearing on the merits of the matter. The Supreme Court on 26 May directed the Unique Identification Authority of India to issue Aadhaar cards to sex workers on the basis of a performer certification submitted by a gazetted officer at National AIDS Control Organization or the project director of the State AIDS Control Society. A bench of Justices Yelnageshwar Rao, B.R. Gavai, and A.S. Panna asked the Unique Identification Authority to ensure that confidentiality of the sex workers is maintained in the process of issuance of Aadhaar Cards. Asserting that the basic protection of human decency and dignity extends to sex workers, the top court directed that the police should treat sex workers with dignity and should not abuse them verbally or physically. The court further directed that media should not publish their pictures or reveal their identity while reporting rescue operations and stated that the offence of voyeurism under Section 354 capital c Capital of the Indian Penal Court should be enforced if media publishes the pictures of sex workers with their clients. The Press Council of India has been directed to issue appropriate guidelines in this regard. The Supreme Court on 27 May opined that the applications for appointment on compassionate ground ought to be decided in a time-bound manner and not beyond a period of six months from the date of submission of the completed applications. The Apex Court was apprehensive that if the applications are not decided expeditiously, then the whole purpose of such appointments would be frustrated. The bench of Justices MR Shah and vv Nagaratna directed that the concerned authorities ought to decide the applications at the earliest and not reject them on frivolous grounds. The Supreme Court has observed that extrajudicial confession made by the co-accused could be admitted in evidence only as a corroborative piece of evidence. In absence of any substantive evidence against the accused, the extrajudicial confession allegedly made by the co-accused loses its significance and there cannot be any conviction based on such extrajudicial confession of the co-accused, the bench of Justices D.Y. Chandrachur and Bila Amdhavadi said. In this case, four accused were convicted by the trial court under sections 302, and 201 read with section 34 of the Indian Penal Court. The Chhattisgarh High Court set aside their conviction under section 302 IPC but confirmed their conviction under section 201 read with section 34 of the IPC. In appeal it was contended that there were major contradictions in the evidence of prosecution witnesses as regards the alleged extrajudicial confession made by a co-accused. The Supreme Court opined that if a weak piece of evidence of the co-accused was not duly proved or found trustworthy, the High Court could not have used the said evidence against the appellate for the purpose of holding him guilty for the alleged offence. The top court therefore allowed the appeal and acquitted the accused. The Supreme Court has given an expanded meaning to the expression joint family used in section 2F of the Protection of Women from Domestic Violence Act 2005. Section 2F of the Act defines domestic relationship, the scope of which came to be considered by the court in this case, while examining the right of a widow to live in the shared household of her late husband. A bench of Justices M. R. Shah and B. V. Nagaratna expansively read joint family as persons living together jointly as a family. The court held a joint family does not mean a joint family as understood in Hindu law. It would also include those persons who are living together or jointly as a joint family, such as foster children who live with other members who are related by co marriage or by adoption. Let us now go over judgments from the High Courts and other courts. The Allahabad High Court has quashed the FIR registered against The Wire's founding editor Siddharth Varad and reporter ismat ara in rampur over a report on the death of a protester in new delhi during the farmers protests on republic day 2021 the fir was lodged under ipc section 153b which deals with imputations and assertions prejudicial to national integration and section 5052 which deals with statements creating or promoting enmity between classes for tweets of the report on a farm law protester who died during the protest in Delhi and alleging that they misled the public. While cautioning the FIR, the Bench of Justice Ashwini Kumar Mishra and Rajneesh Kumar observed that nothing had been brought before the court to indicate that there was any disturbance or riot which may have any bearing on public disorder on account of the publication of news or tweet of the petitioners. The Delhi High Court has granted ex-party ad interim injunction in favour of HT Media Limited, which runs news publications in various languages under the registered trademark Hindustan Times against a rogue website using a deceptively similar domain name. The bench of Justice Pradibha M. Singh restrained the use of www.hindustantimes.tech consisting of the word Hindustan Times. It also restrained the website from publishing any content including articles, stories, columns, reviews, etc being in violation of HT Media's copyright. The Meghalaya High Court has asked the state government to set up an adequate number of drug rehabilitation centers in the state with appropriate facilities so that parents with a child who is afflicted with drug addiction don't have to look beyond the state for appropriate rehabilitation centers. The bench of Chief Justice Sanjeev Banerjee and Justice W. Dingbo issued this order while disposing of a public interest litigation over the need to tackle the drug menace in the state. The Madras High Court has observed that while dealing with matters relating to custody of minor children under the Guardians in Wards Act, the courts have a duty to ensure that minor children are protected and their interests, vision and wishes are preserved to the maximum possible extent, giving them a better life. A bench of Justices, S. M. Subramaniam and Satyanarayan Prasad, observed that matters of custody of minor children have to be decided exped- expeditiously by the courts. If the decision of the court is delayed, it may lead to prolonged harassment of the minor children. The Kerala High Court has ruled that the three methods of serving, affixing, fixing and publishing a notice of 15 days for subsequent sales, as provided under Rule 9, one of the security interest enforcement rules. 2002 is mandatory in nature and the said requirement cannot be tampered away. The Single Bench of Justice BK Thomas quashed the sale notice issued under the provisions of the Sarfasi Act 2002 on the ground that the statutory requirement of a 15 days clear notice for subsequent sale was not satisfied. The court held that the said notice of sale was bad in law and the consequent sale was liable to be set aside. The Gujarat High Court has recently permitted a party in a B under the Micro, Small and Medium Enterprises Development Act 2006 to make a pre-deposit to court in terms of Section 19 of the Act that is 75% of the amount awarded in installments. The petitioner was agreed by an order of the additional district judge whereby its application for extension of time to deposit the 75% of the award amount was rejected. A bench of Justices N.V. Anjaria and Sameer Davey noted that the petitioner in this case had already deposited Rs. 30 lakh and undertaken to deposit the remainder on or before 29 September. The bench directed the appellant to abide by its undertaking and accordingly allowed the petition. The Varanasi District Court on 26 May heard the Order 7 Rule 11 CPC application filed by the defendants, including the Anjuman Islamia Committee. Questioning the maintainability of the suit filed by five Hindu women over the Gyanwapi Mosque-Kashi-Vishwanath Temple Dispute. The District Judge Dr. Ajay Krishna Vishwesha has fixed 30th May as the next date of hearing. On 24th May, the court had decided to hear the Order 7 Rule 11 CPC application in consonance with the directions of the Supreme Court issued on 20th May wherein it was said that Order 7 Rule 11 application filed by the Anjuman Islamiyah Committee over the maintainability of the suit, we decided on priority. With this, we've come to the end of today's episode. Thank you for joining us. I'm Tanya Pandey for Live Law, and you're watching Courts this week. Have a lovely day. Subscribe to our channel and press the bell icon. To never miss a video from Live Law.